we ground ourselves with the space right now. As we get back in touch with our grounding core. So not down the center of the earth. And other ways to just like move out all the energy that doesn't belong to you. Uh, is just to send it down that grounding core. Let it go down the way down to the center of the earth. And then just clip it off. Just clip it off. Below the ground or wherever. You want to clip it off close to you. And you can just grow yourself another one. Just grow yourself a brand new one. Like that. Like that. And uh, there you are. You're back, grounded, and some of that stuff on the ground. So that's like after you've, after you've filled yourself up with your own energy and information and overflowed, and then the excess has gone down the grounding cord, and you twang to the grounding cord. So, did anybody feel the creatures drop off a little bit? Mm -hmm. Do people feel that? Mm -hmm. Isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. Like aphids or something, you know, little ladybugs. You know. And then cut it, and then the whole cord's gone, and make another one. And it, you can do the whole thing with your eyes open. People don't even know what you're doing. You can do it in the elevator, walking down the street, anywhere, in the bus. So, just a little extra added thing. Any other questions about that? You, well, just you know, just so that, I mean, just so that you know, any any sort of stuff that doesn't belong to you is you know, it's really gone. Just a way to like, separate all okay. the stuff that. Mm -hmm. so, go ahead. Um, I'm like, I'm that I feel like I have to. Like, let it go again. Um, my bubble and my grounding cord. Mm -hmm. And it's this thing about like, just trusting that it stayed there and I have to have like, my attention on the eye. You kind of almost do have to have a piece of your attention on it. Mm -hmm. So you have to split your attention. Yeah. It's really something that's conscious. And if you're not conscious about it, uh, it's not there anyway. Yeah, and also holding space anyway is a matter of the same thing, just paying attention and consciously creating that or destroying it. You know, when I was learning this, uh, the lady who was teaching us, she had us sitting in a circle like this. And she said, okay, everybody make your bubble. And then she'd, she'd pick somebody. And you have your bubble? Yeah. Okay. She'd go like this. She'd go like this. Okay, do you have your bubble? No. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and she did that to me, man. And I just went, oh, man. I put it right back. And she looked at me and says, oh, you got it right back. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> So people can trash other people's bubbles, and they will try. So just pay attention that um, you can be killed. Like, basically, I just killed you, essentially, like that. However, you, didn't, you don't have to die. You just, you know, you were killed, and you don't die. You just put the bubble right back, you know. So that's a, an incredible model for um, life. It's an incredible model for a relationship because... You know, people's gremlins are coming out all the time, and stuff is happening all the time. And uh, it's really 
you get killed 15 times a day. And if you die every time you kill, you got a few days over. I mean, really, gone. But you can come back just just like that. It's really shift right back. And so you just, you just have that idea that you can be killed, which is an obvious, clear experience, but you don't have to die. Then it's just like, <coughs> and then right back again. That's the part one. Yeah. Speaking of video games, how soon, how close are we to being online with video games? I can everybody in less than five minutes. You got everything you need. As far as everything should be in the, in the station, but we have the TV. So okay. It shouldn't take more than five minutes. So I'd like that active by one o'clock. So we're going to we'll do gym from one to three. Okay. I have a, a space note. The shelves over there, see the, the one that was empty? That's the screenshot uh, shelf. And we'll make another one if we need more. And the two below that are for project stuff. So now I think I'll, I'll work on the other one if we need more space. That's what we have for now. I just, I just want to share um, that after what we did yesterday, I, I went over there and um, gave my talk and I really practiced the thing with the eight points um, mm -hmm. the space. It was great. It really helped me. Again, it really felt like space and it was um, good because I had reference points before I just did it you know with my feeling like the kind of intuition that came out of the space but mm -hmm. now I really had those reference points for the space. Yeah. That's great. Good. Really the question is whose space is it? Whose space is it? So whose space was it during your talk? Um, Well, I was holding it, or I was... So whose space was it? My space. For them. Yeah, but whose space was it? My space. Yeah. How does it feel to own space? Great. Yeah. It's, it's still something there that says, well, it's not okay to own that much space. Or it's, <laughs> you know, like, it's their space. I'm just holding it. Well, here's oh. something that's cool. Okay. Well, let me just tell one thing. Yesterday we had 12 people holding this space. 13 people holding this space. I don't know how many more. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 15, 13 people holding this space. Is there a conflict? No, is there a conflict? There is no conflict. More than one person can hold the same space at the same time. There's always room at the top. So... Just pay attention to that when you're in spaces. Like, oftentimes, I'll go to a meeting and the space holder doesn't know about holding space. So if I want the meeting to work, which is, if I'm going to be at a meeting, I want it to work. So if I'm going to spend my time at a meeting, I want it to work. So I'll hold the space. And I won't say anything. You know, I won't necessarily do anything. But the space will be held and the meeting will work better because the space is held and protected and cleansed. And it's like, it works. So you can hold space anywhere, even... For the President of the United States of America, you can hold a space. Lisa? Um, so, on that point, you just established the eight points <coughs> Yeah, it's a grounding cord on the space. If you have a heavy duty, nasty, really, like a, you, you're like dealing with some major shit, you gotta really hold space. A really cool way to hold space on a room or a chamber. 
is to make the entire floor of the chamber the grounding cord. You can actually envision the walls of this of the room going straight down to the floor, and it's like a stainless steel, uh, you know, titanium hermetically sealed space like that, grounded like it's just like grounded. There's nothing that can come into that, and you can. There's an infinite amount of terribleness that you can just take out of the space that way. So you don't need to do it that big all the time. Like the drain in here right now is only about this big. Later on, it'll get bigger. We'll have to make it a little bit bigger. I have another question. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens when I like, make arms and Well, what what do you think happens? Well, I was thinking that it's still possible to like have the have like the two bubbles just be touching and not pop. It's just kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my experience also, and I recommend that just in general. You can like even touch and still have a bubble in between. Actually, when you're um, you know these big jets, you know, the jets that you fly in, when a jet's going you know 600 miles an hour and the air's going you know across the wing, there's still a layer of molecules that's right next to the wing surface that's stiff. It's called the boundary layer. So there's a boundary layer of air where the molecules are like as still as the aluminum. They're just like just still. So there's even though the air is like blasting against it, there's still a couple of molecules thick of just still air molecules. That sounds like you can take this bubble and just Yeah, actually I didn't even think you about that. Back to your skin, but even though you're touching it. You can make it small and you can roll it around inside your body. Right. You're like a superhero costume. Yeah, that's that's, that's the There are people who take theirs inside their skin. Yeah, there are people who get in their bubble and split. You know? And we say, get back in your body! time when it's not appropriate to have a grounded bubble. It's it's your space, it's who you are. You can't really function as a sorcerer or a sorceress without a grounded bubble. It's also an aspect of centering. There's no more with the centering. What if for some reason you're trying to Well, it depends what your real purpose is. What if I was? <laughs> what are you trying to do? To say what you want to create? Well, I mean, it feels like I have this armor locked down in here. You do? And so I'm, I'm experimenting with opening it up, having my tension and letting it open and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just wondering. So you have the armor there. We all have the armor there in different ways and places for a purpose. Like I used to have this rip right down here, just like energetically, especially with women. And it was like had to do with my mother. It was like I was basically energetically like raped energetically and I had this just open here. So I put this this uh, like armor.
wasn't intentional. I just like realized it was there, but it was like this thick, callous, like um, cartilage. I mean, it really felt like you could kind of go like it was this cartilage thing on this big strip of yeah, and it was there because underneath that was this open place. So what happened was was after I like figured all this out or whatever, I got in touch with it. Then I, I like healed the open place. Like I reclaimed the open place by making a boundary, and then the the scab fell off. So you don't want to do that in reverse. It doesn't work for you to rip off the armor before you've healed underneath it, and then the armor will become unnecessary, irrelevant, and it'll fall away by itself. The same with ego. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to be a little bit of a denying force because um, it's, this is all I do. It's got a lot of fear to me, but it also there's a part of me that just doesn't believe it. And I feel like that's the part that's not commit to holding my brother. Like it feels like actually it, it, there's a real commitment. And it's often a practice in a certain sense to establishing the, the ability to, to do these practices. I, I have a, um, an anecdote get two, in terms of the bubble and the narrator, so you get two co-hangers and you bend them so that the little handle part and then you're straight with these two guys and you hold them and you hold it so that you know you're not moving. And you walk toward silence that somebody has their bubble out and you're six feet away the co-hangers go they hit the bubble and usually you can measure people's feel like that down by their feet you can get closer because most people have so much culture and then finally you can go and you can push your field out farther to wherever it is, and you can walk again. And you know, you can actually, it's amazing because you're because you know you're not moving. And they go, and people's heads, you know, their head's coming, you get to the head, and it's the coolest thing in the world. I'll find some co hangers. I have some co hangers. Yeah, another exercise for that just to, to feel in your body where is space from the other person is. We go. Um, Yeah, it's um, room number eight, and you walk in, and you might have to get a chair or something to get it because it's right around the right corner, kind of this stuff, and it's um, there's a little coat wrap in there. It's going to pop the coat up. Mm-hmm. So, I'll get this one. Okay, but uh, is that what you're talking about? What she's saying, like you just don't believe it. Is that what you're saying? Let me. Um, I guess it's also there's just there's some, and I think maybe it'll come out more when we talk about just what's what's happening in camp too, mm-hmm. because I think it's a seed of something bigger for me too, mm-hmm. like just some mistrust or mm-hmm. some clarity, like holding back. So, okay. I, but that is, that was sort of like, that, that was kind of cool. So, it just feels like, it, it feels, um, it, it does feel like it's sort of like a comic book, I don't know. It's, mm. Did you read Model 2? Yeah. It is comic book. The stuff we're doing is a model. It's a cartoon. It's not reality, but it approaches reality close enough that it works. So it is a cartoon, and it's new. It's a totally different thing, but the thing is that it works. When you start doing experiments, you will not know anything until you do the experiments. Mm-hmm. When you start getting results that work, 
start to go, oh, you know, this actually works. This is why we're doing this. Um, until then, it's pure joking around fantasy. Until you do the experiments yourself. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. You've got to get it yourself. And if you don't do it, it's fine. Most people don't do it. Most people don't do it. But if you do it, you, it works. It's just, you just it just, works for you. It works for everything. Whatever you want. But you weren't here yesterday. So, either get a copy of the paper and I listen mean, to it. I mean, you talked to me about it at Ultimate Rosary. I had a little bit of instruction about something. Mm-hmm. Born, born Roses. And yeah. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Joshua? I would like to say that it doesn't mean anything at all. Yeah. It's not like, it's just like sewing. <coughs> you know, it means anything for all. It's just a skill and there's a technique and it, you can do certain things with this. But it's not like, you know, like most cultures throughout the world, they probably have things like this that it's just like, you know, you learn how to sew and you learn how to make a bowl and you learn, you know, how to have a bubble or whatever their version is. It just it doesn't mean anything at all. It's just like a technique. It's actually a new language. It's an energetic language. MJ, okay. So, I would like to teach you some eye exercises. It's real simple, and I, every, I keep thinking of wanting to teach you this, and um, I'd just like to do that now, so you have it. Like sometimes, if you're working hard or studying hard or focusing or just like exhausted, there's a real simple. Eye exercise that helps you helps your eyes. I mean, we do a lot of study or whatever, so it's just real simple. I'll just demonstrate it, and then you can try it. Well, actually, why don't we all do it at the same time? What you do is you you just relax and take a. You can do this anywhere. Also, it takes about a minute to do the whole thing. You just uh, take a deep breath and exhale, and then what you you keep your eyes a little bit wider open than normal. And you look, you slowly look way to the right. And then you look back to the center. You slowly move your eyes. Then you slowly move way to the left. And then you, you know, then way back to the center. And st- let your eyes stretch a little bit when they're there. Don't force them, but push them just a little bit. Just like stretching. So you're like stretching. So now look straight up, way up together. Roll your eyes up and then slowly bring back them down to center and then all the way down and then back to center and then up at a right, up at 45 degree angle, look up in that corner and then back to center and then down to the left and back to center and then up to the left and down to center and down to the right and back to center and then look straight up and roll your eyes all the way around as far as they go to the right all in the whole big circle do it slowly just let them go to the maximum limit just stretch them all around two times and you slowly come back up to the top again the second time and stop and go back to the left go back the other way all the way around the maximum looking all the way down and outside and to the left and right all the way big circle and around a second time all the way back up to the top again and then back to center 
and then take your hands and rub them together until they get really hot. Push them together until they get really hot and then put the palms of your hands right over your eyes like this. Take another deep breath and just let it out your mouth. And you might want to take another deep breath. Do that again. And you might want to palm one more. It's called palming. You might want to do it one more time. It's nice and warm, nice and hot. And just put them right up. Yeah, take another deep breath. I learned that a long time ago and I've used it a lot and found it to be really useful and effective just for, because I use my eyes a lot for things and imagine you do too. <laughs> I, I almost, I almost get rid of my glasses doing this exercises every day, a few times a day. Mm -hmm. Can you do the stretchy one with your eyes closed? It's not so easy to do with your eyes closed. I don't know. I, I don't see any problem with it. Okay. There's no problem with okay, it. Cool. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I suppose the office across the table, you know, she, Paul's rolling her eyes. Paul, call him. Yeah, but you should pull over. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, hold your eyes still and move your head around. <laughs> no, really. If you get good, you can. You can. What, how does it work? Goes. You can watch the when people are playing tennis. You can. Oh, God. oh my gosh! And just kind of watch the ball go back. And back, and back. Oh, did you really? Did you train your arm to that? No, it was accidental. I was in the toilet, leaning over the toilet stall, and I was really bored, and there's this stainless steel, like, toilet paper dispenser, and you just start making faces, and that was one of them. I haven't got really my hands warm. Like, I could have done this, but... You didn't feel the heat? Just push, felt, a, push a little, little harder. Push, push harder to get it. Just your palms. I'd like to do another exercise um, that, uh, so is that okay with <laughs> Take about 15 to 20 minutes to do this one, and then I would start a meeting about camp two. Is that fine with everybody? Okay. Do, does everybody have a buddy here? Does anybody not have a buddy? Okay. Okay. So. That's okay. 
That's okay. So um, this is just a, the experience of hyperventilating. How many people have done that intentionally before? Okay. No, just hyperventilating for about 15 minutes. You just do it for about 15 minutes, and then you'll know. I mean, it's really important when you're working with people in the world. A lot of people, when you, when they start getting involved with emotional stuff, they will tend to hyperventilate, and their bodies will start to do certain things, and they're they'll feel certain sensations, and unless you have hyperventilated, you don't know what's going on for them, and you might freak out. But if you hyperventilate, you go, stop hyperventilating, you know? And then and then, then you can see the signs. You can see the hands start to do this. You can see whatever. You see whatever happens. And <laughs> pass off and ride over. Yeah, right. And it's, yeah, you just say, stop breathing. Yeah. Um, so is everybody, I'd like to do that now just as a, a reference point for, so we, we just have that. There will be people, yeah, you just need to have that in your body so you can work with people. So I wanted to do that for a long time, and now it's a great time to do that. People okay with that? Lisa? I'm willing to do it. Okay. Do you what? <laughs> 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 It's not the same. I've been in the paraconscious thing uh, because you you actually lose consciousness in that. I mean, you like go into someplace else. This you don't do that. You're still fully conscious, but it's shifted. So you, you don't go anywhere. It's just your body has a different experience mm -hmm. than normal. And <clears throat> the purpose of your doing it is to have a reference point now as an adult when you're conscious about it, intentionally doing this, so that when you're working with people, in whatever way you're working with people, like you'll be working with somebody on stage, and you'll say, okay, you're terrified here, and, they're, and they, they won't be terrified. Okay, so be terrified. So they start getting terrified, and then they start freaking on you, and then, then they're laying on the floor doing this whole thing, and, and how do you work with it? You know, you say, stop hyperventilating. You know, that's all it is. And because you can say that with certainty, because... You, you are in contact with them and you know where, where that is. 
because you're because you know where they are because you've been there before. So it's like it's that's the reason. For me, it was like in a demand, you know, when you lose the control, and there is a part in your body or in your mind which has the control over all mm-hmm. the time. It is this ten percent or whatever, and um, it's it's really like that, and you have the the facility to say stop. It's like if you do this with with the grounding cord, you can't lose it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And besides, you join Camp Two to do scary things and have fun at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> my, my son came home from school one day last year. I said, "Dad, this is get on the playground." What? Man? I said, "Well, we have this thing that we do." <laughs> And we breathe real fast for about five minutes, and then and then you bend over and your friend hits you on the back, <laughs> and you know we fell out. <laughs> oh, I just got back from Warren. Man, <laughs> <laughs> don't do that anymore. <laughs> I know it's fun, but you know, it's just... yeah, we did it in school also, just pressing on your yeah, until yeah. yeah. somebody fell on. Actually, um, you know, it alters the brain chemistry. I don't know exactly what it does. But people use this for, yeah, it's really it's a gateway to like breathwork, whatever. So <laughs> you know that place, breathwork. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so we're not necessarily. I mean, I was in Spain last fall, and I there were 140 people hyperventilating and doing breathwork all at the same time and I they were all doing this in Spanish and I don't speak Spanish very well but the lady who was running the thing I said can I be in here too and she said yeah why don't you help us out so I'm going around like working with 140 people and they were doing like very bizarre stuff so I, because they had this model of this whole breathwork thing you know this whole like rebirthing like stuff you know well yeah and I was like you know like there was no context there was no clarity there was no you know it was just this experience thing, and that's not what we're doing here. We're just simply. <laughs> Josh is going to do that. Uh, yeah. You can come to the, the research and development department and we'll do some work with that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> 
you don't have to do this, but I, I suggest that you do because it's part of what's, what you came here to get, and it, you know, you'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> you might. So I mean, it may happen that somebody does a thing. I mean, we might we might process somebody through the whole thing, but. <laughs> you'll know. You'll know. You'll know it when it happens. <laughs> That's a very technical term. The thing works. I don't know. It's like when I was in school, my mom was having panic attacks in the middle of the night. She would come in and start clawing at my chest while I was laying in bed. And she was like flipping out. She was like, no, I am not kidding. And my dad. And she, and like I had her outside, I'm walking up and down the driveway with her, and my dad like, comes out, and I'm like, I'm trying to tell my dad, like, my mom's terrified, so they send her to the hospital, lock her up in a, like, in a straight jacket with cannons, and she's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it was so scary. My dad's like, go to bed. <laughs> to her? Did it work? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but she was, she was doing this to you? Oh, God. It was horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, she was like, probably going to go through this right now so yeah. just at some point you know right, it might be time right. for you guys to like cool out and all come around and be like So let's. Um, I don't want to. I don't want you to spread out too far. So don't spread out too far. But get with your partner and just kind of face each other. With the, let's move all our paraphernalia here to the side. What did I say? Can't be stuck down. Well, you can. You can, but I mean, you hold your space. Yeah, so the yeah. option, you can't be sucked down in your psychology if, the whole, if you want the universe. If you want to have access to, the, to all worlds, you cannot think that you need something. You can't be doing the poor me game. You can't be being a victim and trying to make other people persecutors and rescuers. You can't be in a drama. It doesn't work. You just automatically shuts down access. The door closes. <coughs> And there's no possibility of serving or giving or creating possibility for other people or making a difference in the world if if we think that we are our psychology. It's like what Camp One has given us is a foundation upon which we can stand to see that, you know, after you do nine or ten events, it starts to get kind of boring. You know, you start to see, well, you know, the same... 
the same old thing going on over and over and over again, not only in yourself, but in everybody else. And it's it's just like makes you want to gag. I mean, I mean, sometimes, you know, trying to leave the event. I mean, there have been events a couple of years ago, I remember being in the event and just just being so mad that I'm that that all there was in front of me was psychology. It was all like all shit. And I'm just so mad that I just started screaming. Uh, well, I just went berserk. And really, I just like went berserk for a while. You know, and people are going, Clint, like, we never saw you do this before. You know, like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? And I just got mad at them. <laughs> but it's, um, and then, and then and you, you may go through that, you know. You may get so pissed off and just like, you know, like, just trash everything. And... You know, you'll go through it. We'll go, you know, you go through stages with this. So when you come out on the other side, it is all psychology. And that is what is so. That is what is. That's how it is. And so be pissed at it and you're just a victim again. You know, if you're, that's like what's on the other side. So if you're trying to, trying to make what is not what is, then you're just an illusion again. So... What my vision is for the next few days, Lisa. Um, just to clarify that, so there's the psychology, and then there's like these other states that when you there's a distinction between the two. So I'll get more technical, okay? And why don't you why don't you be the recorder and pass the recorder around or something? Okay. It'd be great if people's comments could go on here. And it doesn't pick up more than about two feet away unless you're really shouting. So Let's I didn't, shout! Wake why up! Didn't you hear what, yeah. you what did you say? I said that there's always going to be psychology, so you can either focus on that or you can focus on something else. And Camp 2 is something else. And if you're really focused on Camp 2, you don't even have time for psychology. Like, there's no room. I don't know how to actually create this experience. I mean, we can, you could probably just have it right now, but when you look out in the world and you see everything out here that includes all these people, and it actually includes your body, your body is part of an external video. It's part of a, a movie that's going on outside of you. So it includes your body, and it includes everything out here, the air, the sounds, the smells, all the people, all the interactions, all nature, buildings, machines, everything. All the whole outside world is one video, and you experience it through sensation. So that's why your body is part of it. So that's one video. Now, there's another video going on, which is our internal world. So our internal world is thoughts dreams, imaginings, and, you know, internal experience, emotions, feelings, and all this stuff is an internal, an internal video going on. All the voices, all the opinions, all the judgments, all the criticisms, all the strategies, all that gremlin ego state stuff we were talking about last night, that's all the internal video. There is, most of us are to live our life with the external world welded to the internal world. So that if something occurs on the outside and it moves, the internal world 
responds instantly. There is no space between the outside world and the inside world. That's how most of us live. One part moves, it's just welded together. Or if the inside world moves, it automatically comes out. It's automatically, it's wired together, it's like welded together. There, through camp, through, through the events, through our experiences, you may have been able to, or you might just now consider the possibility that there is a gap between the outside video and the inside video. And it doesn't have to be very big. It doesn't have to be very big at all. It's just enough for there to be some space between those two videos. So what happens is, then, is when the outside world moves, it doesn't automatically move the inside world. Or when inside world moves, it doesn't automatically move the outside world. There is a gap between, and you can be in that gap. You can actually be in that gap. <coughs> and you turn around and kind of look at the inside world, and you can look at the outside world, and you're in a place where you can see both machines going on. And it's two, that's what it is. It's two machines going on. Now, actually, I've heard there's a book about the gap, or functioning in the gap, or... I don't know about that. Is, is it mentioned in there? What? I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. I mean, this is not something we're just making up. It's something that's kind of coming on the planet. Well, how does that sense of being, like, have the external being separate, but I think I'm still, you know, like, still thinking I'm the internal part. Like, um, when you said, the, like, being in the gap, I was like, oh, that was new. Nothing. So it's so it's it's so yeah. The technology of it. Not yeah, exact specificity. It seems like I've you know heard it before from traditional. Can you do it? Right. That's the question. Right. Right. What? That's the question. Okay. So the trick is the map. The trick is how do you do it? Like put the jungle gym bars in a place to get from here to there. So, and it's actually, what we're interested in is being able to create this so solid here that we can give it away. That you can be walking around in your life giving away the, the possibility for people in your life to live in the gap. So, sometimes. Whether I'm identified with the external world or the internal world, or not. There's a like a it's called freedom of motion. It it's really about remembering. I can remember myself, then then I can have the viewpoint of the internal world and the external world. Now it's not a separate thing. It's not like an intellectual back, backing out. It's like the opposite of that. It's so totally involved. It's, there's, there's, it's a, it's a very vulnerable place. What? Well, for me, it's like a so say what you get and what you don't get while we're doing this. Okay, it's camp through policy. I'm going to make you guys sign a dotted line. Say what you get and say what you don't get. We, we did one time in, in Freiburg an exercise with that, and I got it from that okay. to be what it is, the way where this space is. What was the exercise? Um, to someone should. Uh, you have partners, and um, someone one makes makes you laugh, or try oh, okay. to make yeah. you laugh, and you just Wait. stay stay in this gap. You and 
what I got is I, I felt so sorry for this, this person who wants my attention. I saw only someone who was, wants my, my attention totally. And I could stay with this, yeah, in, in this gap. Star is actually going to do that exercise with everybody on Thursday. They call it goal baiting. But you have one person trying to make you, saying good things about you, one saying bad things about you. And the idea is to get into the place where neither one of those is real. Neither one's real. Are Joshua, we, just speak. Are we going to be with Star yeah. for that all day? On Thursday, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I, also I wanted to just make uh, talk about that distinction, like... If, like, what I do a lot is, or what I have done, I have a lot of experience with, is remembering a bunch of mental words and ideas, and and then somehow trying to apply those ideas, but but that's not it. What, I have to remember the truth. It's not about tinkering. Like, when I remember, is it, that's that's what sometimes helps me actually be able to access it. Instead of just having a bunch of like techniques and methods in my head that just get me all confused. And the key is, is this actually true? Is this just a game? Is it just a like, you know, manipulation of my, is it a mind game? Or is it actually, you know, something that's based on what's actually true? You know, Morgan, I guess, was talking about it in her talk, but it's presence. When you're just present, then you're in the gap. Saying I don't get this in a certain way because it's feeling so somewhat amorphous, but like I feel like that there is some something where it's just it's it's very very simple. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's just being really present and not having I don't know. I just about about time it's about being right present right now. It's like it changes. It's like now. I don't think that we can figure it out right now or discuss it because I notice that I'm I don't get anywhere. So I really think we, we just have to experience it or doing like processes or whatever to That's get there. That's true. That's true. And if you don't know the map, mm-hmm. you don't know the map, then you don't know where you are, and you can't find your way back there. But I can find the map by um, discussing it as we're doing right now. You, can you I? You can. You can lay down a. You can understand the map, but that understanding is not it. Mm-hmm. But it's an important part of it. That's why we study. That's why okay. study is such an, such an important practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have experienced that in the gap. Like, you know, literally the inside and the outside is dissolved, but there. And I don't know how to get back there. Well, or I do know how to get back there, but you know, I, I can't do it at will. I don't know if this is it, but I'm having the experience, like all this stuff is going on, but more and more when I see a person, I just go, hi. And like, mm-hmm. that's the that seems to me like there, there's this quality of presence that's much more accessible than, I'm, than I've been, than I've been, I'm starting to access it more, where it's just like I stop and I just connect. Yeah. And I don't think about anything or what I want to say or what I, and nothing, I just go, hi. Mm-hmm. And that feels like that, so it's not. Doesn't feel like it's this.